Hey guys, I'm Taylor. And I'm Erica. And we're your hosts for Finding the Family. Finding the Family is a podcast centered around family discipleship at home. We brought in different ministry leaders, professionals, and people of different backgrounds to have conversations about what life is like when we disciple our family and those around us. This week, we're joined with Mitch and Renee Vizzo, who are church planners in Thailand and good friends of ours, and we are going to talk about family worship. So stay tuned for today's episode. All right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're here with Mitch and Renee. Mitch, Renee, thanks for being here with us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, so today's episode uh, is, I think, really cool because you guys have a really unique story that I think many people in Indiana, for sure, can relate to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tell us about what you guys do and what your experience with the church really is like. Yeah. Um, well, we are church planters. We uh, both met in college in California. Um, I moved from Huntington to go to college out there, and that's where we met. And basically, our church sent a team, and so we planted a church in northern Thailand in a city called Chiang Rai. Um, if you guys have seen any of the stuff about the— The boy stuck the in Thai a cave. cave yeah. rescue. Well, we talked about that. There's yeah. a Netflix documentary. There's a yeah. Netflix documentary about— um, a Thai cave rescue, a bunch of boys got stuck in a cave and were rescued out. Um, that's about 30 minutes from where we live. Uh, so Crazy. in the northern mm -hmm. part of Thailand, um, I, I remember all that happening. I was there when all that was happening. Yeah, the ambulances and the helicopters were flying over where our we were. So you, you, you've been over there for what, like eight years now? Six. Six years? Sorry. Yeah, that's right. So um, how long ago was that? That that happened. Oh, that was like three or four years ago. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Before pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, everyone. That's a big timeline. Um, yeah. So we we serve in the church plant there. We're leaders. Uh, I lead worship. Renee leads mm -hmm. worship. Um, and so sometimes we get to lead together, which is fun. But often we're leading separately because of kids. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. And I, I preach every every now and again. And I also teach at an international school. I get to teach Bible and lead chapels. And so. We are just preaching the gospel in Northern Thailand. Um, we're here for a little bit of time, but planning to go back at the end of this month. That's awesome. Yeah, so like when we caught up, you talked a little bit about that. I mean, there's a lot more to just going to Thailand and planning yeah. churches. Like you guys were, you guys met in, was it San Fran where you were? Or? Southern California. Yeah, oh, Southern California. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're from, from San Fran? Yeah. All right. So what you were at Biola yep. before? Okay. Yep. And then, so from there, that's kind of your, you told me your story about how you met, end up going over to Thailand. But yeah, was I went that first. together? No, I went first. So yes. actually, Renee was still in San Francisco. Yep. And uh, I was still at our church that we were part of when we were at Biola. Okay. And so a team formed, and I just, I felt God leading me to that team. I kind of thought I was going to Sri Lanka after I graduated. God just redirected me and led me to this team. And I, I just realized this is what he had me waiting for. And so I was, I was excited. I, I was just, I kind of dove in head first and I got to Thailand and just this kind of wave of like uh, sadness kind of started coming over me, missing Renee Aww. and realizing, oh man, I really missed a huge opportunity there. Why didn't I take her when I was close? And so I, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about her. Um, but I, I just 
was trying to get it out of my mind because I was like, I got to be focused on what God has called me to. <laughs> yeah. And so I just kept giving it to the Lord and saying, Lord, just, you know, take these distractions away from me. And so instead of doing that, he um, opened a door and she actually reached out mm-hmm. and uh, messaged me out of the blue. We hadn't talked, I think at that point in over a year. Yeah. Really? Wow. And so, it was, was, yeah. Okay, so you weren't doing the long distance thing at that time. You guys just weren't. We weren't even together. A thing. We oh, knew each other. Okay. We were friends. Yep. I, we there was an interest. Oh, okay. But um, she was she was in San Francisco. I was in L.A. And, and both of us were just far. pursuing the things. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah we were then, both just pursuing the things God had for us. Yeah. And so um, when when I was in Thailand and she was back in San Francisco. Um, I was just thinking it's funny because for me, LA to San Francisco was long distance and I felt like that's too far. Yeah. And it was <laughs> going to Thailand <laughs> is what made yeah. it happen. Yeah, so. <laughs> Thailand, just a little bit further. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we've drove, we drove from San Diego to Sacramento and that took that's, us, well, that's a drive. the way there that's, it took us eight hours. That's yeah. pretty five, far. Yeah. Grapevine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then we had and the then, worst experience ever. We got stuck <laughs> in a snowstorm coming home from Tahoe. Oh no. And Bridgeport, I think it was. It took us 18 hours to go. Oh, we were man. going 25 miles an hour on chains with yeah. two pumps that kept Kia. throwing up. Yeah, in a two-door Kia. Yeah. And, and then we kept coming experience. up on like going down the mountain. It was like you didn't need chains. And then like two miles later, you did need. It, yeah. yeah. So we kept like stopping and getting chains on and off. And he's, oh you know, gosh. that was our first time ever having to deal with that. So yeah. it took a long time just to do that. Yeah. And then it eventually turned into like a crazy rainstorm, which yeah, was weird. I think once we got and more then, towards like out of the, the snow, it turned to rain. But that yeah, whole the trip, whole time, that was it was like 18 hours. Weather. And it, yeah. you, know, you feel like you're separated by an eternity. And then you're talking about going to Thailand, which yeah, when you which guys is leave, about 18 hours on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you guys exactly. actually have like a, don't you have like a 30 hour or something flight back when you go back? It's like a it's, long it's, layover. Yeah, it's close to eighteen hours in in the Flight airplane. Time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we are extending, so we have a long layover. Yeah. We're gonna sleep spend the night at the airport, basically. Well, mind you, and I think maybe we forgot to say this, but so we have a three year old and a one year old. But you're also traveling with that's correct. Right. A three year old, three year old, and a one year old for eighteen hours. Please yeah. pray for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> how are you preparing for that? Are you guys like? Do you do like? All the activities, just kind of like whatever goes, kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> Everything they know and we know, it's like thrown out, throw it out the window. Yeah, yeah. whatever sure. snacks you rules. want, eat it. You have yeah. it. However much screen time you want, do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I would imagine that's what you would have to do yeah. with that long mm-hmm. of a travel. Yeah. yeah, whatever to make it work. Unfortunately, you know I mean? we have like, no parenting with, hacks for this episode to tell you how to travel. <laughs> well, I've had some because I there's like some other moms that have from our church that oh, have yeah. done that. And sure. they were like, I was just asking them, I was like, please, can you tell me like anything you know <laughs> that can make this easy? Yeah. And they're like, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> but um, they, one mom suggested buying a gift for every hour, like a small <gasps> gift from the dollar store. Oh. So oh. like a little um, tiny true. bubbles. Oh, and yeah. then yeah. they every hour That's you genius. open it up and you play with it. And then that kind of helps yeah. Uh, yeah. That, no, yeah. the, the yeah. surprise factor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, They're a little gift. And like, I would just, you know, Aaliyah would, I would, I was sitting with Aaliyah. She yeah. was with Naomi, mm-hmm. our one year old. And so our three year old is sitting with me. And just whenever I could see her kind of getting stir crazy, I would say, Do you want a gift? And yeah. And so we'd get another gift and she would unwrap it. Mm-hmm. Uh, our one year old didn't get gifts because yeah. she, she, she was not one. She was not one at the time because she was about six months. She didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. 
And but. I love that they're like little innocent gifts. It reminds me of, have you ever seen the kid opening a present and it's an avocado? Yes, yes. so yes, exciting. Exactly. An avocado. Well, <laughs> that's, that's what you can literally do. It already do goes with. to show the difference in parenting styles because I was like, are you going to give them Dramamine? Or <laughs> <laughs> how are you going to keep them to sleep? Are you going to knock them out? <laughs> yeah, no. So, okay. So let's get back into this. So, uh, you again, you have a different background, and I want to. The focus of today really is to talk through like you're leading worship, uh, and today I want to talk about like how do you do prayer and worship at home, mm-hmm. and I want to help define for people. So I'm going to read something really quick, uh, and I think it'll help kind of frame some of our discussion. But I was reading this as we were talking about uh, this last few days, and it says a biblical theology of worship leads to conviction that worship worship is a lifestyle, not a moment in time. Our lives are to be dedicated to the worship and service of God. Worship is to be more than a temporary experience-oriented activity on Sunday, after which we revert to a normal lifestyle the rest of the week. True worship is constant inner praise to the God of Scripture, expressed in prayer, in song, in service, in giving, and in living. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that, and I was like, that frames everything up. Because I think that's like the big— I think the idea at home is like, we're telling people you should worship at home. And when you say that, people are like, I'm not recreating a Sunday morning. Are you (laughs) kidding me? Like, I don't have any musical inclination other than trombone. Hey. 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 Middle school. We we did that a little bit. Um, And so other than that, that I haven't touched and I don't even think we have anymore. Uh, I'm not going to sit in my living room and strum a guitar and say, all right, everyone, let's turn to whatever and sing. But we've, I think, taken this idea that worship is that one moment. And not that it's not worship, because it is, uh, but how are we teaching our children kind of how to live in that lifestyle of worship? So uh, what have you guys experienced, or are there things you guys are learning to do with your kids uh, as it comes to worship or prayer? Yeah. Um, Me first? Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think just, I mean, one of the big things is just bringing Jesus into the home. Yeah. Right? Like, we want our kids— to know who Jesus is and that their their primary experience of him is through us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's biblical. I think um, God's designed families to, we, we bear his image and actually sin tarnishes his image. Mm-hmm. And so as Christians, we bear the image of Jesus and actually we're meant to bring that everywhere. And our primary discipleship is our kids. Yeah. And so I think that's the, that's the biggest thing is that actually you know, our, our worship is just a lifestyle dedicated to Jesus. And that means, yes, we pray before meals, um, but we, we just, we, I think worship and prayer go, go together. Mm-hmm. We want, we want them to know that actually we depend on God yeah. and, and we pray to God. We ask him to, for, for things. We ask him to, you know, to, to heal our sicknesses. We were talking yeah. about all the sicknesses going around before <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just, just praying that God's going to heal them. And I think now it's to the point where Aliyah, our three-year-old, she, if, if I'm, you know, I'll sing her a song and sometimes I'll, I'll walk out and she said, daddy, can you pray for me? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And that. so she asks, she's asking for yeah. prayer mm-hmm. now. Um, and so I think as a, you know, even a three-year-old can know mm-hmm. Jesus actually, yeah. um, just by doing that our, this, this summer, there was something that was, we, you know, we live in Huntington. I don't know. There's, there's probably a big radius where you guys hear the, the trains. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We still guys, hear, it, you hear it at your house. Yeah, I think, well, I think even like we lived in Austin for a while, far away from, well, not that far away from a train track, but 
the middle of the yeah. country. There's it a travels. train everywhere, I feel like. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> it's the crossroads of America. <laughs> um, yes. so, Fun facts. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're staying at, my, at our parents' house and um, where I grew up. And so we're just down the road from the trains. And so Aaliyah's waking up in the middle of the night hearing these trains, afraid she's because scared. she's she, the loud noise is scaring her awake. And so we go in and trying to comfort her. And, um, you know, there was just a few nights where we were just really praying that God would just comfort her. Yeah. And, you know, we were all praying that he would just reveal his peace. And I think my sister was there and she told us that that night she was actually praying that she would have uh, a vision and actually see Jesus. Oh. And so the next day, um, go into Aaliyah's room and she had slept from the time that we went in until the morning. And we're like, Aaliyah, do you feel like, did you see any more trains? And she said, I saw Jesus. Oh, and wow. she her, pointed. She pointed and she like knew the spot where Jesus wow. was standing in the room. And I think it just, I, I, I share that because actually he, he's alive, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's the king of yeah. kings. He rose from the dead and he's seated. Yeah. But uh, there are stories all over the world. Um, I mean, in the Muslim world, I don't know if you guys have heard these stories. Jesus appears to yeah. um, Muslims very regularly. And, uh, and I've just heard so many stories where actually, you know, Jesus is a God who wants to reveal himself. And I think sometimes we look at a, th a three-year-old or a, a little kid and we might say, well, they're too young to really know. Yeah. But I can tell you, they're not. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's super important. Absolutely. Like we, we were kind of joking, talking through this. Um, so we, we have the same thing. Like you need to be setting the example at your, in your home, uh, as what what faith should be, the expectation of faith should be, what the relationship with God would be, because your kids are looking at you. Like they, they're modeling everything you're doing. And uh, we even take those small victories. Like we've done those prayers where Ren's scared of, well, at school she's scared of the red fire alarm in the bathroom. Uh -huh. I think it was because the fire, they came to the preschool. Yeah, the fire And Ren was terrified. <laughs> and so she was like, I'm not going in that bathroom because of that. But like, so she has those little, those fears of yeah. a childlike fear, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's our responsibility to help them understand, like, mm -hmm. no, that's not. And, and I think going forward into life too, like, no, that's not the enemy. Like, like that fire alarm is not, but there is a real enemy who's, yeah. who's trying yeah. to uh, do these things. And, and here's our savior that we're mm -hmm. looking to. So they're looking to us, but we were talking about our nephew, uh, when we pray, so we sing when we pray. We do the thing. Did we do it? I think I, I don't know. I maybe think we you did guys it. almost did or tried to. Or we yeah. like maybe really uh -huh. made it awkward <laughs> when you guys came over and had dinner with us. No, but we always sing like "Thank you, Father." We sing yeah. with them, which at first of all, it's a form of worship mm -hmm. uh, and thanks for and thanksgiving to God for the food, and it teaches them like the expectation is when they get food, like they pray, like they thank God for that meal. Um, yeah. But our nephew, he he goes to the same preschool. And um, he, he comes to church sporadically with us. <laughs> and there's times when we've asked the kids, like when we go around him, we'll say, do you guys want to pray for the food? So we let the kids try to pray for the family and to bless the food. And Rhett, <laughs> he goes, dear Jesus, thank you for our food. And thank you that you keep the wolves in the woods because they're evil. <laughs> and uh, thank you that you yeah, just make scary. sure that the bad guys stay there too. Yeah. Like, and so it's like, it, it like, it, at surface level, it almost looks like it's missing the point, but I don't think it is because there's a fear. Right. It's a real fear for him. And he's calling him. out to Jesus yeah. in that, and he's and thanking him for thanking the Thanking him, yeah. And it's like I've even preached before. Like we were playing horses one time or Barbies, right? 
Yeah. And uh, I think, like, Ren and I were playing, and I said, we're doing worship because she had a Barbie with a keyboard. And then I invited Rhett to come have donuts at church. And so, like, in everything, I'm always like, how can this kid mm-hmm. learn? And how can my kids learn? Like, you need to know Jesus in everything. Yeah. And I know there's silly stories that we have, but I, it's all meaningful. And yeah. I know— and for me, like working in ministry or, you know, your experiences in ministry, it's so much different as a parent than it is for like Erica. It's like she's a stay-at-home mom, you know, and you can relate. Mm-hmm. But the way I teach her about Jesus is through kind of more of that practical educational side where Erica's like, I've had these kids all day long. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And share that's more like, about that, though. That's like introducing Jesus to them like— in the mundane of being mm-hmm. a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that is what is so important. It's like, you know, when you were reading that, um, to have that constant inner dialogue with Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? So throughout the day, we try to, you know, incorporate him as much as possible. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like always, you know, the little things, because the end goal is, like with prayer, for instance, mm-hmm. for them to know that they can pray on their own. They yeah. don't have to have us there to mm-hmm. do it. So, you know, like your daughter is also three. And so hopefully like one day she'll maybe be able to, you know, hear those trains and and pray mm-hmm. on her yeah. own mm-hmm. and know that she can do that yep. without, you know, just, just by herself. Yeah. So, well, the beauty in that, that too is like when you see your oldest try to be an older sibling and like— so for Aaliyah to go to Naomi and be like, mm-hmm. it's okay, and maybe pray with her one day, mm-hmm. like yeah. there's so much beauty in that. Yeah. But it started because you taught them, like, yeah. you can go to Jesus. And then that's the discipleship model. It's yeah, like, sure. like when you teach one person, they'll teach another person, yeah. not because it's just beneficial to them, but because there's a real authentic relationship and they want someone to know, I've been there before, mm-hmm. and I want you to know that it's okay. Like, yeah. and right. like that's that. what we're doing too as parents exactly. when we're, you know— well, what is the, the what's the statistic? I think what Orange put out that statistic. It's, I think at home, that's what it is. Three thousand hours, you have your kids to teach them at home about anything, and the church has forty hours on average a year. Wow. Yes. You can't even compare that amount of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I think this is what like this was the heart of the podcast too, and the heart of like what we're trying to figure out in family ministry is we have so much time with our family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have so much time to talk with our kids and influence our kids. Yeah. But like a lot of times we wait for Sunday. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we we depend on you know Sunday that worship experience for, or that right. corporate prayer. Right. Well like when so that, really we can do that all the time. Yeah. And like you were saying we have so much time with our family but at the same time we only have our kids with us for such a short amount of time, like, yeah. you know, all day. Yeah. Oh. And so I think it's so important that, like, we do as much as we can, you yeah. know, while we have them at home to mm-hmm. be that main influence on mm-hmm. them, to teach yeah. them who Jesus is. Yeah. Well, Parent Q has that that app. I don't know if you guys have heard about Parent Q or mm-hmm. we, we downloaded it because our children's ministry uses Orange okay. Curriculum. It's made through Parent Q. Um, there's an app you can download and you build like a little profile for your kids. And it's like the most, it's the saddest thing I've ever seen. Actually, Nick showed me one time he had one for his kids. It makes a countdown because you end up only having, and I forget the number now, but it's only like X amount of weeks with them and it counts down. Oh. And it tells like, <laughs> tell me, so sad. Oh I had like, we yeah. had like, I, I want seven or 900 weeks left with Ren until she's 18, 18 and gone. Yeah. yeah. And so like, if you start this process late, wow, you look at like a 10 year old is over halfway there. Yeah. 
And we're looking at our three-year-old. That means we have 15 years less than because she turns four soon. We have, we have 14 years left before she would, you know, in theory, leave for college or whatever to be the best influence for Christ we ever could yeah. mm-hmm. and to spend not only that time each year but each day with yeah. them because, like, life is so, like, chaotic, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, being, you know, I just made me think of, like, parents that uh, maybe become a believer actually later on and they've had their kids but they haven't been doing this and I don't know that can maybe sound scary but actually mm-hmm. the the other side I think you know obviously God expects uh more from us you know yeah. like we've yeah. we're, we're we're following him we know him we're serving him and yeah. uh and so he's going to expect us to be modeling that in our homes now from an early age but for a parent who maybe has a kid and they're 10 and they become a Christian and they feel like, oh, I've had all this time. Actually, the same is true that God can do uh, all that work in yeah. a few moments yeah. uh, or a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just want to encourage think, any parents that maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think might something, feel like, oh, I've wasted yeah. so much time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Something really encouraging that I've been thinking about just based on the subject is like, I think, the same spirit that searches the heart of God that's in us is in our mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, whether it's like you've been walking with God a long time and you've been teaching your kids, or if you haven't been walking with God a long time, you're like, oh my gosh, like I need to start now. Like the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom and will speak yes. to your child the same way he speaks to you yeah. and us. Um, and just the capacity for a child to actually understand the things of God is is deep and great because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Um, and I think hopefully that can be encouraging. Because, no, for sure. I think we yeah. forget that, like, it's the same spirit that yeah. saved mm-hmm. us all. Yeah. Like, it's not like we each contain our own different one. And I know Col- we've talked about the cultural, like, barrier you have in, in Thailand, like, yeah. how they believe and, like, even the co- concept of how to love someone and, and how to love God is different mm-hmm. for them. Like, yeah. There's barriers all around to what those things mean, but, like, that same spirit that lives within the believer, you know, it's what our children will have. Like, it's no different. And it's this, it's the same God. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's like my life is so much different than your life. It might be, but it's the same God and the mm-hmm. same power is there. Yeah. But I think it's like we talk about worship and prayer. And again, it's not just that like come to church, leave it here. Yeah. And I, I even mentioned like some people even wait for like, the commute to work, like you get in the car, turn on your worship music, like it's still worship, but like, don't wait for that. Like live that moment. But Um, at the same time, don't waste that. Exactly. That's a great, I was actually going to, I was actually going to say that because I think that's one area where we brought worship is, you know, because we can, you can listen to anything. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the ways you bring worship is actually, we actually limit the things that our kids are watching or being exposed to to. or listening Mm -hmm. to. Um, And, you know, sometimes it means we're listening to, Kid stuff. Kid, kid <laughs> oh, worship. Kid yeah. worship. Don't we? Yeah. <laughs> right? um, I think every parent, kids? like, have I, you not heard that? Listener kids. Yeah. yeah oh, there's yeah. a, yeah. Deep oh, yeah. Wise. That's a good one. Yeah. Right. Calls it the deep and wide song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just bringing, like, bringing those things in. And actually, sometimes it's it's actually not listening to, you know, their songs. There's There was a, 
uh, worship jam that I just was really loving mm-hmm. last year. It's called Something the World Ain't Got. And so I was listening to it in the car and just had that all one the time. On I was, it was yeah, on repeat. It was a personal and it's one that I'm yeah. singing. And I know I'm a worship leader. So yeah. uh, if there's any listeners like, well, I'm not a singer. It's like, <laughs> uh, then just sing badly. Uh, because yeah, I have friends right. that just, they put on worship music in their car. Yeah. And, um, you know, their their little kids are singing in the back with them. Yeah. Just belting it out yeah. because oh. dad is belting it out in yeah. the front. Right. And he doesn't have to sound great, right? Because yeah. it's your kid. They, they're not judging you. Well, and, <laughs> yeah. But they're looking at you like, again, you're setting the example. And they're like, I'm not afraid. Yeah. And we've said this before here at Life, like we'll turn that we'll turn the music up if you feel like you can't sing well enough or sit closer yeah. to the front yeah. and let it, you know, distort your voice a little bit. That's why I like, <laughs> well, like when I preach on Sunday, because like you cannot hear me unless I unmute my mic pack, which is like a huge fear of mine, like that my microphone would kick on while I'm singing. But I can sing as loud as I want and nobody can hear me. And I, I've always thought about that. Like I could care less, honestly, like what someone next to me thinks my voice sounds like because that's my time with God. Mm-hmm. And I should take, you know, understand like don't waste that moment. Yeah. And I'll never forget my first Sunday walking into church. When we came to our faith, I had my hands in my pockets and I was like, men don't sing. Like yeah. that just yeah. wasn't a thing. And it was a song that I don't listen to anymore, but it became a thing for me. I was like, why are there tears in my eyes all of a sudden? And then like, it became like a, why are there other men singing? And then I was like, <laughs> why are I people should raising sing? their hands? <laughs> yeah. And then, so Dude, then I did like the silent sing where I was like, moving your lips. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, the worship leader knows I'm a part of this right now, like, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> uh, and then it just, it just became like this, again, it was like this devoted life mm-hmm. of, I get rid of all of the music that I listen to and it, which really changed a lot of my habits. Yeah. Um, and then like, but it's a, what you said is awesome because we took that into our kids' lives as well. Uh, and Ren's favorite song to this day, she'll request another in the fire. Like, that's, that's a awesome. great song. Oh my goodness. We have <laughs> yeah, videos of her it. with her cute little, like oh one-year-old voice, like singing this song. That is so precious. Oh no. And it, like, the beauty in it is, is she probably has no clue what any of it means, Yeah. but she loves it. Yeah. And when she sings it on her own too, cause she used to get in the zone <laughs> and her voice is so like raspy and like <laughs> wiggly. I don't know how to describe it, but she loves it. And if I'll say, Hey Ren, do you want to put music on? She doesn't say put on Taylor Swift or put something else yeah. on. She's like another in the fire. And it's like <laughs> without, a, without dropping a, 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 you know, without missing a beat. And I think like you, we talked about that and, you know, maybe both of you probably have way more experience with being at home and how to fill the home space with worship and prayer. But like, I know you, I come home and there, there'll be worship music on TV sometimes and she'd be cleaning. Yeah. And, but then, then the kids just know, like, that's just, that's another way we're living. Like we're mm-hmm. cleaning, yeah. but there's something Some- else happening in our house. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's just because I need it. Yeah. <laughs> Drown out some yeah. noise. No. Um, but yeah, it's, it's those little things. Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode with Mitch and Renee Bizeau. We are not done, however. There will be a part two. So we will pick up the conversation next week and we look forward to seeing you guys then.